Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! Nigel, Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the 93 WIBC hotline. He is an investigative reporter for the Daily Signal. Coming soon to WIBC, he's going to have a nightly program, Tony Kennett. Now, normally, the Tonus joins us on Wednesdays. We had a chat yesterday, but we wanted to bring you back because you're up in Michigan. You're in Detroit. You've been speaking to the striking auto workers, and you covered Donald Trump's big speech there last night. So let's get into it. What did you hear from Donald Trump in Detroit last night? Uh, What I heard from Trump was that rare form of just incredibly great Trump. I mean, the the kind of Trump speech that you hear that really does absolve the sins of about 90% of his gaffes. And I I say that as someone that you guys know has been highly critical of Trump, highly critical of some of the actions that he's taken, some of the things that he's said. Uh, I covered him in Philadelphia early this year. He made a lot of promises to parents that I thought he couldn't really keep. But his conversations with auto workers and talking about America's auto industry, how we manage trade, how we set up foreign deals, how we protect the auto industry, how we maintain and expand the auto industry. I mean, it was nearly flawless. Okay, so that's what I wanted to get into, Tony, because normally when you get Donald Trump, he starts talking about how he got screwed in the 2020 election and he brings up all the stuff from the past, which, okay, I think the base might like that, but it really feels like he's got a chance to win over some potential new voters in Michigan, especially these auto workers who clearly see voting Democrat has gotten them nowhere. Did he stay on brand? Not only did he stay on brand, he polished it like with a fine bit of wax and some cloth. I was amazed. And I say that I'm amazed because, as you guys remember, I said all Trump really needs to do what he really should have done in 2020. But instead, what what now he's doing, he needs to stay on topic. He needs to talk about the things he did during his presidency that helped Americans, because what you hear from moderates and people who maybe voted blue except for Trump in the 2016 election was the he's a man of the people. He's a man of the worker. And I maybe not liked him. I thought this one lady that was on the picket line said, you know, he's kind of an a-hole. But when he was in the office, I had more money in my pocket and more food on the table. And we were never on strike then. He like met with the union leaders within a month of being in office. To me, if he says that kind of stuff like he did last night and he makes that his messaging, hey guys, remember how good it was when I was in office? If he does that, I, I really do not see how Biden can fight him off. This is the strategy that Trump needs. And so far, I, again, if he speaks like he did last night, I'm, I'm a bit dumbstruck, guys, because it was just such a good speech. And I was right there. Even some of the media that were shoulder to shoulder in this manufacturing facility with me were impressed. I saw a mouth open on this newspaper writer who was expecting, you know, what we'd seen in the last couple of years in, in a lot of what he said in public. This was the complete opposite. It was, it, it was like old Trump again. Yeah. I thought he was very sharp, very concise, very on point, specific, uh, specific statistics concerning energy. Can you drill down just a little bit on what he had to say about the energy industry as it relates to the auto workers. Well, I mean, he made the point, you know, you can't have an auto industry, not a gas powered auto industry if you don't have oil. 
And he talked about that. He talked about refining a little bit. He talked about all of the restrictions that the Biden administration put down on like day one. Uh, He also talked about uh, directly relating to the Department of Energy. uh, He talked about releasing several uh, kind of like statutory restrictions that basically made industries like GE, Ford and several other organizations uh, basically restricted uh, those organizations from operating freely and, you know, corporations like that are going to pass the cost down to the average guy down on the line. And Trump just called that like it was, you know, he's like, you guys are paying the, the penalty for that. One of the things I liked the most was he was talking about how tariffs functioned and then also making sure that American cars were basically given preference. He's like when, you know, Asian car manufacturers, whenever they have Asian cars, they're given preference in their country. He's like, yet here we don't charge, you know, Japanese automakers, Korean automakers, et cetera, anything to sell cars in this country. And I'm a free market economist, but that is a strong selling point to people in the Rust Belt who work on these auto lines. It just is. I mean, they were floored by it, and they should be. He is genuinely fighting on their behalf. Tony Kennett joining us. Tony is an investigative reporter with The Daily Signal. He's up in Detroit. He's speaking to the striking auto workers, and he covered Donald Trump's speech last night. So, Tony, let's be honest. A lot of the union striking auto workers, it's just in their DNA to vote Democrat. It's beat over their head. You are to vote Democrat. You're a union member. This is what we do. Did you get a chance to speak to any of the folks on the picket line or folks that were maybe at that Donald Trump speech last night that normally vote Democrat, might even hate Donald Trump, but are considering voting for Donald Trump because of the situation that they're in currently? Well, that's the vast majority of people that I spoke to on the picket line. Oh, wow. there was one old white guy who kind of had a professory vibe. Uh, who wasn't really standing near any of the other picketers that claimed to be a picketer and told me that he was excited about Biden and he was going to vote for Biden again. (laughs) Everyone else that we talked to that answered the question, because, again, when you're media, not a lot of people want to just tell you everything about their personal convictions. A huge majority are saying, yeah, I'm going to vote for Trump, even if they vote blue for a lot of local officials, maybe even for Congress. They're voting for him as president because and, and again, to make this clear, they basically say the Midwestern phrase of scoreboard. You know, look at the scoreboard. You know, when, when this individual was doing what he was doing in office, I had money in my pocket. I had food on the table. Gas was cheap. Cars were coming off the line because people were buying cars like they were hotcakes when Trump was in office because the economy was good. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not really in the market for a Ford Bronco right now. I'd love one. Sure. I would love a brand new Ford Bronco. I'm not going to go out and get one. When Trump was in office, though, those kind of things were on the table. And these individuals know that Uh, they're really dissatisfied with union leadership. I mean, you have some of these goofballs get on television and say that, you know, Biden's fantastic and that the union stands behind Biden and the unions on the picket line are like, quit. You know, I guess the union just rejected a 20 percent raise offer uh, from the auto manufacturers. And a lot of people on the picket line are upset because they're saying a 20 percent raise. Man, I would have taken that now. And, you know, they can't break line and be a scab. Did you have a chance to see any of last night's GOP primary debate last night? Because the one thing I took away from that debacle was the winner of that debate was most certainly Donald Trump. And he wasn't even there. So that's what I told you guys yesterday. Is there anything any of them can say that's going to change things for them? No. I mean, it was embarrassing to watch. And you had Nikki Haley 
making a fool out of herself with Vivek. You had Chris Christie trying to joke with the crowd. I think he's just talking to get booed at this point. It's like it's a <laughs> he's a heel wrestler I mean, at this point. <laughs> really, at least when Norm Macdonald would get booed on Saturday Night Live, he knew what he was doing and it was funny. Chris Christie is just sad. Uh, I don't even know some of the other candidates on stage. I heard that Mike Pence was like elevator music, and that's really quite true. Um, and then again, I, I really like DeSantis, but like it's really bad to have the president of the United States agree with you on Twitter because DeSantis chose to go after Trump and the trillions that he added to the deficit, which, by the way, that's a fair and valid point. But when Trump is the leading contender for the GOP, you don't. I, that's not how I would have attacked him. And that's just me. I'm no political strategic expert. But I'm really just embarrassed for everyone who showed up to that debate. That is that was that was a slaughter. Last thing here before we let you go, Tony. Uh, one of the lines that I actually liked, one of the few lines that I liked last night in that debate was Vivek Ramaswamy saying, uh, basically to all the striking auto workers, if you're upset with what's going on, don't pick it in front of your plant. Go pick it in front of Joe Biden's White House yeah. because he's the one that wants to put you out of work. Do you get the feeling any of the folks out there on the picket line agree with that sentiment? Well, it's not really there. Uh, I don't. That is said by someone who lives on the coast their entire life. It just is. I, I grew up in a, in a household where my, like, my dad was in the union uh, when, when he worked in auto places back when Dana was around. That People that say that, they may have like the right spirit. And I do agree. But looking at it, people that are they're striking because the rest of the union is striking because union leadership tells them where to go and because they're part of the union and they kind of have to do certain things and saying, well, if you were really serious, you would go strike at the White House. That's not serious. That is a very coastal elitist way to talk down to the working man. And it, I don't know. I, I just get that vibe from Vivek. It's that classic used car salesman. He likes to pretend he knows what he's talking about, but I'm pretty sure the man's never gotten his hands dirty and it shows. And uh, he's not popular among people on the picket line. I can I can say that people do not care for him. Well, yeah, and maybe I phrased that wrong. I'm not asking if the people on the picket line are big Vivek fans. I kind of know the answer to that. But are they upset with Joe Biden right now? Oh, absolutely. They're, they're extremely upset with him. They thought that him coming to the middle of Michigan was performative. They didn't think that he stands with unions. They don't even think he can stand on his own two feet, much less tie his shoes. They abhor him. Um, and this is one of the reasons I said they're upset with union leadership. They, they are asking that union leadership right now criticize Biden's reactions. They see that the Biden administration got all in for the train strike and went up to Warren Buffett's crew and wheeled and dealed. But when it comes to getting them what they consider would be a more fair deal, they think they're being screwed over because their union bosses are kissing the very butt that is supposed to be uh, a target of their criticism. And so, yeah, they're mad at, at Biden. Uh, I guess what I meant by my Vivek comment is that Vivek's message to those on the picket lines falls really short because I just don't think that Vivek understands how to talk with a man who's been on a factory floor all day. Follow him on Twitter at the Tonus. Check out his work at the Daily Signal. Tony Kennett, great job covering the strike and Donald Trump. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys.